up, what up, what up? Um, let's go. Is this okay. Had a little thought of the day. Haven't had one in about maybe a week. Um, hmm. I would like to maybe just touch on, uh, I guess, um, things that are temporary. I guess um, what I am learning, and I'm, I am a student of this as well is um, when things are temporary, you never want to make a life decision contingent upon something that is temporary. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, would, I would like to say maybe two things. You don't want to make a life decision contingent upon somebody else, ever. Meaning like, um, you know, if you have a career, you have a really great opportunity and career, but say you just met a new girlfriend or something, she's here, but you have this opportunity in Florida, you know, um, probably not the best decision, you know what I'm saying, to sit there and try to, like, make things work contingent upon somebody else, because there's nothing guaranteed about that, that job, that's for sure, that's real, you know, temporary situation, you know what I'm saying, nothing's going to bring it back, you know, so, um, you know, temporary uncertainty, you know, don't sit there and throw the baby out with the bathwater, you know, just because things are, you know, not the way that you want it at this moment, you know what I'm saying, nobody's telling you to, you know, denounce your citizenship and, and move to, and, you know, move to Germany or Sweden. I've read all kinds of interesting things, you know, um, not necessary, so, um, you know, the other thing, like I was saying, is like, um, you know, uh, in desperation, you know, desperation, or, or, you know, you're temporarily fucked off, or something like that, don't encourage you to sell things that are important to you. I'm saying, or that are important to your family, or something like that, it's not the wisest decision, you know, you know, uh, there, there'll be other opportunities, other things, you know, because once that thing is gone, it's gone forever, whatever it is that you sold, you know, don't do that, so, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a steward of this shit as well, you know, so I haven't done dumb shit where I had something that was really valuable that I thought that I didn't need, but, you know, but I really loved it, you know, and then I sold it like a dumbass, you know, and then after I sold it, you know, I realized, like, how, how difficult it was to try to, you know, to get another one, you know what I'm saying, and now I can't get another one, you know, it wasn't even the money, it's just the fact that, you know, this person no longer designs these things anymore, this person's you know, I'll give you an example. Here's a great example. I sold a pool table of mine. 
It was made by this dude named Chris Speed. Christopher Speed. He's a pool table designer. He worked for a company called American Heirloom. This dude, is, I, I, I bought a prototype of, of, of a pool table that he sold to Olhausen. He sold the rights to Olhausen. So I was his very first customer. It was like a prototype of this table. It was called a Rialto. And um, I don't know, I think I paid maybe, I don't know, four, maybe $5,000 for it. And uh, it was like the coolest thing I've ever bought. It had six legs on it and everything. And then I had a job in Iraq. So I was going to be, I had to move, you know what I'm saying? I had an opportunity to go move to Iraq for a couple of years, go make some money. And I figured, well, you know, I'll buy it again, you know, when I move back. Well, as soon as I, you know, um, things kind of didn't, well, the thing was, things didn't work out that way. So I tried to contact him. What happened was I sold my house and, and I was getting ready to go to Iraq. Well, somehow, some way, some shape, some form, the job didn't actually boil down to what it was. And then, you know, I came on hard times for about a couple of years, actually, like right after that, because I was out of work. So, so I'm like, all right, so the money that I made off that pool table, I was literally surviving off of. It was really bad, you know. So things weren't always great for me, <laughs> you know. They were not, you know. So I was literally surviving off of that money, off of that pool table. And then so I had the opportunity to, uh, to find him, which I found him on fucking Facebook. I'm like, hey, Chris, you know, it's David, you know. I bought your, uh, you know, your reality. I want to buy another one. He's like, I can't. He's like, I sold all the rights to Olhausen. I'm like, you're joking. He's like, no. He's like, I don't make pool tables anymore. I, he's like, I sold all of my designs, all of my, every, all my intellectual property. I sold to Olhausen, which is like the second largest pool table manufacturer in the world. You have Brunswick and you have Olhausen. And um, so I found the table on Olhausen's website. I'm like, son of a bitch. It's called, I think it's called, I think it's called a Victorian. It's ten thousand dollars. <laughs> so if I want to buy the, the, his table, which got the thing is about Olhausen, Olhausen, I know for a fact watered down his product. You know, they watered down his design. You know, so the table that I had was one hundred percent like, I think like maple or something. It was like built with quality. This, that, that, this. You know, and I was just kind of temporarily fucked off. Where it's like, you know. I'll just buy another one, you know, just kind of thinking like, you know, whatever, whatever. Now I can't get another one, you know what I'm saying? So, it's it's shit like that, you know what I'm saying, where it's like, you know, it wasn't really the money, it was just the thought that was put into it, the fact that it was an heirloom, you know, you cannot replace this thing, you know, it was an original, you know, you know, so I'm kind of, I have regrets about that, you know, there's certain things that I've, you know, sold out of, you know, I'm out of temporary desperation because I'm thinking, oh, I'm fucked off or whatever, whatever, and then now I can't get it back, you know, and then I, I'm not over here thinking, because sometimes in my mind, I'm over here thinking like, yeah, you know, I can just buy another one, right, sometimes you can't, sometimes you got to fly, you know, 26 hours across the globe to go get another one, and now I can't do that anymore because of a pandemic, can't go anywhere anymore, I can't go to China, you know, I can't go to Cambodia, you know, can't go anywhere. So it's it's kind of interesting, you know, how the how 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 these things kind of, you know, what happens. What up? What up, Bucamante? What up? So um, well, since I'm at my other house, I'm in front of one of my houses right now. <laughs> Let me go check it out. Here's one of my cribs.
So, um, but I would, I would have to kind of say, you know, just, you know, moral of the story is, um, you know, just because, you know, you're temporarily kind of going through some shit, just really think twice before you sell something that might be really important. You know what I'm saying? You know, because you may not have that second opportunity to get it again, you know? So, um... You know, so like, like the, so the crazy thing was I bought this, uh, uh, other pool table after that. It's called a, uh, a Brunswick Monarch. Okay. Google it. This thing was made in 1886. All right. I originally bought one when my dad was still alive. You know what I'm saying? I, I, cause he was a big billiard. Um, what's it called? Uh, he would play in tournaments. So I, I bought the table just to kind of surprise him, you know. And I still had an Olhausen already. I already had another one, but it was a, you know, it was, it was it wasn't the one that it wasn't my first choice. So at the time when I bought it, I didn't really make that kind of money that I make now. So for me, it was really a stretch. And then I put down the deposit on it and that cold feet. I don't know what the fuck was wrong with me. So I actually tracked down the dude that actually manufactured them out there. There's only one guy in the in the United States of America that still makes this fucking table, um, and uh, he lives in Oregon. And I contacted him. He's like, "Hey, I got to use one." He's like, uh, he, "He said that uh, somebody had one that they brought it in for service and they didn't pay him. They welched on it." And he's like, "Look, man, just cover their debt." He told me, "Just cover their debt," and uh, I'll. Uh, I'll let you have it. Now, granted, this thing was made in 1886, so I I, I bought the table to surprise my de- my my dad, and um, I don't know what the fuck was wrong with me, but I welched on it. So I put the money down, and, and then I had cold feet, and then I welched on it, and then shortly afterwards, you know, my dad died. I was building my uh, my pool, and like my what my whole backyard. I was, I was actually building all of that for them, him, and my mom. So they can actually go and retire and relax. And you can just go to my house whenever the hell they want and they can just go chill out. My dad died while I was 50% completed with that pool and that palapa and that everything else. He died. So it's like I never had that opportunity to, 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 to show him the pool table or, you know. So I have regrets about that. You know what I'm saying? So I was building this fucking utopia for him and my mom. And he died before I even finished it. And um, so I have regrets when it comes to shit like that, you know. So I so so what ended up happening was opportunity never knocks twice. Well, I found this dude on the web that had the table. He lived in Las Vegas, and it was the craziest shit ever, craziest fucking story ever. I'll just go and tell you. So if you've ever seen that crazy pool table in my house with the lions on the bottom, that's the table. Okay. If you again Google it. Brunswick Monarch, okay, you had to have been an aristocrat to own a table like that, okay, and um, so the dude, uh, he had one for sale, he had one for sale, and um, and um, I wrote him, and we kind of went back and forth for maybe a couple months, really cool dude, but I told him, like, man, um, I just told him flat out, I'm like, bro, I can't afford your table. You know what I'm saying? Because, dude, if you if you if you research that table, you're gonna see what they cost. You know, so um, 
So anyway, so he's we're just corresponding for a couple of months, and then all of a sudden it stopped. And then I, and a couple months later, I got an email from his wife. Craziest shit ever. He died. The dude that owned the table died. And uh, she wrote me, and she's like, my husband really liked you. And it, it was just crazy. The dude was probably in his late 80s. You know what I'm saying? And she's like, my husband really liked you, and he wanted you to have the table. And I'm like, man, with all due respect, I can't afford it. You know what I'm saying? Again, this is not a cheap table. You know what I'm saying? And, um, but out of like, you know, the fact that it, you know, that it hurt me that I didn't buy the table for my dad while he was alive, you know, she's just like, look, David, she's like, I got to bury my husband. I really don't have time to sit here and worry about what this table is worth. Do you want the table or not? She's like, just make me an offer. So I made her a very quiet offer. She accepted. I flew to Las Vegas and I got it. I flew to Las Vegas. The crazy thing is, is I'm not going to say their names, but they lived in a gated community in downtown Vegas and their next door neighbors was the Dean Martin family. So that's all I'm going to say. It was the craziest experience of my entire life. And then, uh, so me and my buddy Tony Swinton, we flew to Vegas. We drove it back and we hired like the most professional pool table installer in Las Vegas to take it apart. And when they got there, they're in this guy's pool house and they're like, where the fuck did you get this? They're like, I have never seen one of these in this condition. So me and Tony, we drove that thing back to Houston, and I called up uh, Ed Nutter, Billiard Professionals. He, if you have a pool table in Houston, that is the guy you work, guy, the only person I trust working on my fucking pool table. You know what I'm saying? So um, he put it together. When he came to my house, he came there personally, and he's like, I heard you have a monarch. I'm like, yeah, I do. And he's like, let me see it. And he was just like, I don't know if the guy was going to start crying or what, but he's like, I have never seen a Brunswick Monarch in this condition. This table is over 130 years old. He's like, where the fuck did you get this? I'm like in Vegas, you know? And um, so I would just kind of have to say about when it comes to regrets and this and that, don't welch on things like that, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like that table means more than me than anything. Whether I use it or not, you know, I bought that table out of respect for my father, you know what I'm saying? And it all kind of worked out. Maybe that was him that worked it out through heaven because the guy who gave it to me or sold it to me was already passed away. And he just told his wife before he died, I want him to have this table. You know, the table's priceless. You know what I'm saying? So, but that's my story. Y'all be cool.